Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I'm going to be talking about how to make time for intimate couple connection when you have small children. So this is a common problem, uh, is that in our society now, people do not live in, you know, extended family networks. It used to be that people would live with a mother, mother mother-in-law, lots of extended family. People were around to watch children if need be. People do not do that as much anymore. So there are many uh, couples with small children that are very isolated. And in COVID, there were people who were anxious about getting babysitters, although hopefully that is uh, wearing off now. Um, But either way, people end up not really having the time to spend as a couple while they have small kids, which is exactly the time of life where you would need this the most to connect with your partner because you may feel very disconnected on a daily basis. Women in particular get to feel touched out if they're nursing, if they have um, very small kids climbing on them all the time. And um, then they they don't even want to hug or kiss their husbands who then feel even more dis- distant from them and hurt. So this is a time of life where it's really important to have regular time that you connect. So how can that happen, practically speaking? Well, the first one is that, uh, sorry, men, but research shows that women need more sleep than men. So if it seems like your wife is tired all the time, are you doing everything that you can in order to help with the sleep? Because nobody can feel sexy if they're exhausted. So what a lot of guys do who are smart is they get up on both weekday mornings and as uh, rather weekend mornings with the kids and allow her to sleep. And also they do over, you know, they get up in the middle of the night when the child needs also. Now, if a woman is more rested and she feels that the guy is on her side and on her team and trying to protect her rest, then she will frequently be more in the mood for romance. And I don't just mean sex. I mean, smiling, laughing, connecting, sex too, but everything, right? Whereas when women are exhausted, they they are so tapped out that they cannot possibly imagine themselves as a sexual person. So my first practical tip in this regard of how to connect as a couple when you have small kids is to make sure that the woman gets as much sleep as she possibly can. If you snore, you got to fix it. You got to go get a CPAP or you got to go sleep in another room. Uh, frequently sleeping in another room will actually increase your sex life because she's going to be able to sleep through the night. So whether you have sex and then you leave or you have sex in the morning, either way, if your wife is coping with constant stress of not being able to sleep because you're allowed, and this is more common than people think, um, 
people have sleep apnea that's untreated. And this is like a major thing that women complain about in session. I know women get sleep apnea too, but men don't complain about it. They are out. Maybe the sleep apnea is better when you're a physically smaller person, or maybe men just don't complain about it because they sleep better. I don't know. Either way, women complain about this in men a lot. So making sure that the woman is getting her sleep is massive. The next one is that if anybody has a fear of paid help, sometimes when people are very, very anxious about kids, they can go down this rabbit hole of thinking that every babysitter is a potential child molester or something. This is not reality. You know, uh, there are many babysitters that you can find that are very nice people with many years of experience, many references, people who have babysat for your friends, kids, whatever. Uh, It's very hard to not have family help, but then also decide that you're not going to have paid help. This means you can never go out to dinner. This means you can never uh, even take a walk, go to play a game, tennis, well, whatever the hell you do, you can never do it because you can never leave little kids alone. Now, you can use a babysitter judiciously. You don't, I know everybody doesn't have a million dollars to spend for it, right? But these things, these people are like $20 an hour. So if you want to go do something outside the box, like my idea of taking a walk, playing a game of tennis, doing um, a fun Go go bowling. It doesn't always just have to be dinner. You know, sometimes women don't really even want to go to dinner because they feel that that will make them bloated and uncomfortable before they come home. And then, you know, they are not in the mood then. So if this is you, explain that to your husband. But anyhow, there's lots of things you could do with even just two to three hours, but you can't do any of them if you have no supervision for your children during those times. Okay, so if somebody is too anxious for paid help, that anxiety and I'll link to um, descriptors of parental anxiety and how, you know, I write about this and how this can really limit families and really hurt children, too. Uh, If somebody has a fear of leaving the kids, this kind of has to be examined ASAP because this is a major issue and will really portend bad things for the future of the couple. And remember, the couple needs to be the priority because the couple is the center around this entire, around which this entire little family orbits. The kids orbit around the center of the happy, close couple. If the couple is not close, the whole family is at risk, right? I mean, everybody does things so that they, you know, all these good things for the kids. You know, you want the kids to be happy, healthy, enriched. But what about if you get divorced because you have not had a date night in three years and you haven't had sex in close to it, then you get divorced and then that's a lot um, of stress on the children. Of course, it can be ameliorated in various ways, but uh, it is still a massive stressor for kids that it's so funny how people will do every single thing for the kids, not focus on the couple. And I mean funny in a sad way, not actually ha-ha funny, but not think about what this means for the future of their children and their children's mental health if the family is not able to remain intact or if the children are constantly exposed to fighting, whether that's overt or covert kind of sniping because the couple, again, does not feel close. All right, so what's another practical strategy? So we have make sure the woman gets enough sleep, babysitting. What else? 
You can do things after the kids go to sleep as long as it's not just sit on your butt and watch television. If you guys like sitting on your butt and watching television, you actually talk about the shows, cool, if it's interactive. But just sitting there, whether it's television or on your individual phones is even worse. And basically being in a coma state, parallel to one another but not engaging, this wastes the little precious time that you have after bedtime. So maybe playing a board game, having a conversation. I can link you to my 100 date night questions. That could be fun. Having some sort of a little snack or um, even saving dinner sometimes until when the kids go to sleep. Anything that isn't or, or a home project. Some people like doing that, like being next to each other while they do some sort of thing like in the house. Whatever it is, as long as you are not sucked into separate or even many times the same electronic device or TV is good. However, an exception to that is really if you can watch a movie or a TV show and then really talk about it, then, I mean, I could link you to the show Sex Life. I actually wrote prompts for that that people can discuss. If you can discuss TV, fine. But if you just watch it and then go to sleep silently, this is not fine anymore. This does not do anything for your closeness and connection time. My next tip is that you should not be scared to have sex when your kids are in the house or awake. Now, some people with babies, obviously, you're not going to leave a baby or a small toddler unsupervised, although they do nap. That's the benefit of of them, you know. I mean, they nap and then the whole time that they're awake, you have to supervise them, but they sleep more, whereas older kids do not nap, but you don't have to supervise them every second and fear for their life if you don't. So if you have children that are like, Three years old, they should have a nap time, right? And if they don't have a nap time, then they could have quiet time in their room. And if all else fails, you can also give them screen time. Screen time should be saved for things that when you really need them to be quiet, right? So as, I mean, I'm not averse to giving children screen time when you need to. Should it be constantly? Certainly not. Should it be judiciously? Yeah. Uh, One of the important times to do that would be so that you and your partner can be intimate as a couple. I can link you to the post I wrote about how sex, a good sex life, is important for your whole family, including your kids, because again, it's the glue that keeps the couple together. So some people say, wouldn't that be mean to leave my four-year-old watching a movie so I could go upstairs for half an hour? No. Why would that be mean? I don't really even understand. I've had three four-year-olds at different times, and they love to watch movies, (laughs) you know? I mean, that's great. Leave them there watching whatever they want, the same stuff that you don't usually like to watch anyway, where you're sitting next to them on your phone. They can watch that by themselves. They don't need to have a snack during that half hour. They'll live. Everything's fine. And then you can go upstairs. If it's a longer movie, stay upstairs for 45 minutes. Stay upstairs for an hour. They don't need you every second, right? They, if, if you have a four or five or certainly older child that will not stay and watch a movie alone for that amount of time, that is an issue. That's an issue with boundary setting because they're not learning to be independent. Independent people 
children can sit down and be entertained without simultaneously having an adult for secondary entertainment slash servant duties, right? So you can certainly have sex during the day when your children are awake as long as you think about it as something that helps them in the long run. Are their parents going to be happier? Yes. Is the family likelier to be, um, you know, close and connected when the mother and father feel close and connected? Yes. So it's certainly a good idea and a nap time too, obviously, to make it your business to be intimate and to prioritize sex and physical connection during those times. Many women do not like to have sex at night, as I always say, because of exhaustion. And testosterone is at its lowest in the evening. Many women really do like to have sex in the afternoon. So if you can be together in the afternoon, this should come before any other things. Now, if you're a man and you say, yeah, that would be great if at 1 p.m. we would have sex, but she has to do laundry and she says she has to do this and she says, well, how could we do that? I have too much to do. So think clearly. This is when you should say, I will do those things. I will do the laundry. I will do whatever. I will do those things. Tell me what to do. Write it down. I will do it. Don't worry. Let's go upstairs. If you can do this, then your wife will likely do it because she, if she feels too overwhelmed with stuff to do. Now, there are situations where somebody is extremely anxious. They always feel like they have too much to do and nothing is going to help except working on their anxiety about that. But if you are in a, a different sort of situation where the woman feels overwhelmed and she feels like she's the only one that does all, all of this stuff, then do it. Do the stuff, right? then what can she be complaining about? It is not true that for the majority of people that they will always find something wrong. Many people say this about their spouse, but they've never actually tried to make the spouse fully happy in the way that the spouse requests. So this goes both ways. There's many women that say, oh, no amount of sex will be enough. And I say, well, what amount have you tried? And they're like, two to three times a week, and he still says it's not enough. Well, yeah, because he still thinks it's not enough, right? So if you are the kind of man on the other side who says, I try to help with the chores, and she still says it's not enough, what do you do? Well, sometimes I throw in a load of laundry. I always drive the kids to school, and this time last week, I vacuum. Well, yeah, like, no shit, you're not doing enough, just like I'm sure she's not doing enough for you in other areas. What you can do to make somebody do more for you is do more for them, which is an obvious truth that people understand in, you know, the boardroom and with friends, but they somehow fail to understand it within intimate relationships. So the next time that 1 p.m. rolls around or your child decides to watch something on television that is very uh, appealing to them, and you say, let's go upstairs, and your spouse says no because I have to do uh, the dishes, and then I have to get ready for the play date tomorrow, and then I have to order something from Instacart, you say, I will do those things, I promise I will do those things, write them down, but our child is only watching this show right now, so let's go upstairs. And then actually do the stuff. If you don't do the stuff, you're never going to get laid again. Obviously, nor do you deserve to because that would have been a fake promise. So that is my other suggestion. It's really two suggestions, this last one. Make use of the children's awake time, just as you try to do with their sleep time, hopefully. So don't discount the awake time. Certainly don't get insane about whether or not they spend a couple of moments alone. The snowflake will not die if they watch a movie by themselves. And 
if your spouse is overwhelmed to the point that they always feel like they have housework to do during these moments that the child is napping or watching TV, do it. Do that stuff. Men are a lot happier when they're doing more housework and getting laid more than when they're doing less housework and getting laid less. And for all of the men who do more housework than their wives, and believe me, there are many, I see a lot of them in couples counseling, it's, you know, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I'm talking to the other ones who don't do as much as their wives in the situation. Okay, and so what is my last tip? My last tip is to try to be fun and spontaneous. This goes back to my romance podcast. You could listen to that, Ways to Be More Romantic. The ways to find couple time, none of them matter if your spouse does not feel romantically connected to you because they don't want couple time. So the way to make more couple time and to make two people that are motivated to make couple time is to make little cute romantic gestures during the week and that serves as emotional foreplay and then your partner will actually want to be closer to you. So this is little notes, um, getting flowers maybe, no, it doesn't have to be so expensive, getting their favorite candy bar when you're at the grocery store, a text message about how attractive they are and how much you love them, any little thing. If you are doing things like this on the regular, then your spouse is likely going to want to brainstorm with you ways to be more connected and will probably want to execute on my tips Otherwise, you're going to send them this podcast and they are going to think, oh, couple time. I know what that means. That means he wants to get laid. Well, maybe if he was nicer, then we wouldn't have this problem. Because, you know, it's usually not a time problem. Sorry to tell anybody. It's usually not a time problem because even if you were glued to your children, they do at some point fall asleep and you would be able to be being romantic in some way if you were both motivated to um, at the same motivation level. Frequently, one person is less motivated than the other, and that is the one with the lower sex slash romance drive who feels more tapped out and more burdened by the demands of the children. So... As we're discussing, be more romantic, make sure that the woman gets more sleep, schedule a babysitter to come, right? Make use of your time without the children, even when they're awake in the house, get away from them, <laughs> get a lock on the door, get away from them. Nobody is traumatized by the fact that mommy and daddy have a door closed. This doesn't happen. You know what traumatizes children? Abuse, neglect, marital conflict, you know, the kind of marital conflict that people have when they never connect, you know, they end up having marital conflict and that ends up traumatizing the kids. Sure, what does not traumatize loved, healthy, secure children is two adults that go into a room and say, we'll be out in 10 minutes. See you soon. We love you. That does not traumatize a child. If your child is traumatized by that, then there has been a lot of teaching that we are together constantly all the time in a codependent way that really does not provide the scaffolding that a child would need to be an independent human who can tolerate short amounts of alone time, particularly not even fully alone when you're in the same house and they have some sort of entertainment going. All right, please give me uh, other topic ideas, and I'm happy to make these. I just got a fan email from somebody who said that my podcasts are making his marriage better. Great, thank you. <laughs> and um, please sign up and subscribe so that you can get my bonus content as well. 
and I am glad to be talking to you and to be helping you. And that is what makes my day happier is to know that a lot of you are benefiting from these podcasts and from my blog in general. All right, guys, have a great day. Bye-bye.